0: intellectual, stew. intellectual stew with James curved powerful and provocative prophetic and practical intellectual stew. informative and inspirational how are you going to do better if you don't know what better looks like? I do. Suit. Come on, let's talk about it with me, the mind massager. Intellectual. Intellectual suit. Intellectual suit with James What's up? what's up what it do time for another episode of the intellectual stew with yours truly james kirkland and i am thankful that you have decided to hang out with me for a little while so let's get right into it uh let's get ready to get this thing going I, this music starts grooving. but i promise y'all makes me want to kind of groove a little bit y'all gotta one day i'm gonna have to make it available so y'all can download it so I can have my music but yeah so what's up what it do what's going on how was your day um what's been going on in your life um uh, it's another monday 911 where were you september the 11th 2001 i remember where i was when it happened i was uh september 11 2001 and if you and tell me where you were put it in the chat say hi say cat say dog say boo say something and let me know i'm not here by myself uh, and that you're here with me, and let me know you're listening live. I would appreciate it if you would do that as well. But nine one one. I remember specifically what I was doing. I was actually on my way to work. I was living in Powder Springs, Georgia, and I was driving on my way to work and got a phone call from my then wife and told me that uh she was she was watching Good Morning America, and when the first plane Uh, Flew into the tower, and then she came, and then a few minutes later, another one flew into the tower, and it changed our life. It changed our life, and I think it it changed a lot of people. So we really want to take a moment to commemorate and remember all of those who lost their lives on that particular day for no for no reason of their own, just pure terrorism, pure hate, or some other agenda that uh that was above me and you, but uh. But either way, uh, we want to remember those. Uh, I mean, where were you? Think about that. Uh, how long ago? has it? How long has that been? It was in 2001. So that's been exactly 22 years. Where were you 22 years ago? Let me turn my phone down. I'm sorry. Uh, where were you 22 years ago uh, when that happened? I'm 51 now, so I was 29 then. And, uh, but uh, it changed the trajectory of our life. And we want, like I said, we want to take a moment to remember those who lost their lives, all they did was go to work, uh, all they did was go about their daily lives, and all of a sudden, because like I said, of some agenda, because of hate, because of whatever the reason was, you know whatever whatever reason. I mean, we sometimes we're sold a lot of propaganda, we never know the truth. there's two sides to every story, then there's a the real story, but whatever it is, uh, people died, uh, people died and, uh, and 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 we need to remember those individuals on this day nine. One, one, well, y'all, y'all are there, but y'all ain't saying nothing. Talk back to me, y'all know how I am. Say hello, let me know you're listening. Uh, and not only that, but share this thread. You know, when y'all share it, when y'all react, uh, when y'all uh comment, then y'all help the algorithm, and then other people start being able to get uh listen to it as well. So, if you all would help me out today, I would appreciate that. I'm getting ready to get into uh some good, good stories in just a moment. Then, I got my friend, uh, my guest contributor uh Dr. Rayfield Evans he is a therapist that we bring on from time to time when we deal with sensitive subjects Hey Ellen Dwyer how are you I appreciate you for all of your support um but we I like to bring him on because I you know I'm everybody wants to you know give advice I'm sometimes I'm really scared to give advice because I'm not qualified but uh I but I do like therapists because they do have they have a pa- a, a pattern or a, a process as it relates to dealing with certain trauma so therefore I wanted to bring him in and I will bring him in in a few minutes. I want to thank Avery Thompson uh, for helping me out on last Thursday night. We did uh, what were you thinking? And for whatever reason, we've been uh, dealing with we had been dealing uh, with domestic violence. I guess because I have daughters, and I think and I see what's going on and how these young men and some of you know how how these young people interact with one another, and they're always putting their hands on each other and things of that nature. So, um, yeah. So, uh, but no, but I wanted to get to the night though because I, I saw a story today. And it really, it really blessed me. It really did. I know, I know it sounds kind of strange, but it, but it really blessed me. So uh, I want, I want to get him, uh, I want to, I want to talk about this for a minute. So did y'all see the story of about Michael Irvin this week? Uh, Michael Irving, um, you know, the played football for the Dallas Cowboys, but he played football for the Dallas Cowboys, um, and he's a he's a contributor you know He he's a hall of fame i think Yeah, he's a hall of famer uh but anyway he's a sports analyst as well and during the super bowl um um well i'm gonna get to the story in a minute but I, when i saw the story i got kind of excited because what i felt like was i felt like we won another one right you know because when you look back a couple of weeks ago when uh when uh when uh when they had the montgomery brawl right you know i, I looked at that, that was so so when he threw that hat in the air and all of a sudden brothers started jumping off the ship and swimming across the pond and doing all that kind of stuff, right? You know, that was a win for us, right? That, that was a win. That, that really was a good win for us. And a couple of days ago, uh, the U.S. Open, right, uh, Cocoa Golf, she wins the U.S. Open. That's a win. Black folk proud everywhere, man. That, that would mean it's a win. Man, we got Montgomery. Now we got Cocoa Golf. and That's a win for us. But then when Michael Irving the other day when he was exonerated, um, and, and I think this one went under the radar, and I, I'm, I'm going to bring Dr. Evans in in a few minutes, but uh, I think this one went under the radar because – I want and if y'all know some black men, tag them right now in the comments because I want them to come in and I want them to hear this story because this was a win for black men, <laughs> and we let it sweep under the radar, right? Because you know during the Super Bowl, Michael Irvin was sent home for what they allegedly said he did was inappropriate behavior. Allegedly, he acted inappropriately with a woman at a Marriott property called the Renaissance Hotel in glendale arizona see the woman complained and said that he sexually harassed her then michael was asked to leave the uh, hotel and was sent home after the woman told the manager that he made unwanted advances uh, and they were sexually and he sexually harassed her now what happened immediately was the nfl network pulled the hall of fame receiver off of the air They said he couldn't do any coverage on the Super Bowl after the woman complained about his conduct. Now, after this happened, Michael Irvin had an interview with a reporter. First thing he said was, Irvin said his interaction with the woman was brief, public, and largely non-physical. And that he only shook her hand, adding he was a bit baffled by it all. Then he went on further to say that this all happened in a 45 second conversation in the lobby. He said, when I got back after going out, I came into the lobby and I talked to somebody. I talked to this girl. I don't know her. I talked to her for about 45 seconds. Then by the next morning, they had come to him and to- asked, told him that he they requested that he leave. Not only that he leave, but the NFL network pulled him off of the air and said, all because of an alleged uh accusation. Now, this is where I'm at on this whole thought tonight. And I know y'all are gonna say I'm crazy. I don't care. I've been crazy before, I've been accused of it before. But this is what I gotta get y'all to stop. And it ain't y'all, I know because y'all are listening to me, so we all pretty cool, but it's some other people. I need us to stop black male hate. Because with this whole black male hate thing. We are always, well, not always, but most of the times, we are guilty and then have to turn around and prove our innocence. Now, Michael Irvin said, another quote, Irvin asserted that the hotel fabricated a tale to turn him into the next victim of cancel culture over an incident that he, the that the NFL Hall of Famer never said, said never happened. So this woman that worked at the hotel said that he sexually harassed her. Thank God for cameras because a camera view came and let me put this up because I need everybody coming on to see it because we got to stop this black male hate. Thank God a camera caught the footage of him interacting with this young lady. And when he was interacting with her, the camera showed that he did nothing inappropriate. He only saw her for less than two minutes and then went on about his way. Thankfully, the camera was there because if the camera wouldn't have been there, guess what? He would have still been guilty in the court of public opinion. It's a sad indictment. When we have to deal with not only the legal court, but the real tough court that we have to deal with is, I mean, he had no trial, no lawyer, no grand jury, yet he was asked to leave the hotel and sent home. Tried and convicted in the court of public opinion. Now, fast forward. Now, Mr. Irvin has been vindicated. Because what he did was he sued the Renaissance Hotel for a hundred million dollars, and now he settled that hundred million dollar lawsuit against the Renaissance Hotel, and has been reinstated with the NFL Network. If you watched football yesterday, you saw him on there, and if you watched Sports Center or what I mean Fox News, you, you probably saw him this morning. So now, Mr. Irvin, so Mr. Irvin was almost a victim of cancel culture for something that he didn't do. But listen, let me say this. He was not the first black man. Let me pull this off so y'all can see my face. There we go. All right, he was not the first black man to be falsely accused of something. But thankfully, he was able to prove his innocence. Because you know what? So many weren't able, weren't given another chance, and so many weren't able to uh prove innocent. So what I'm going to do tonight uh, is I'm going to look at some instances throughout history and throughout the last several years um of men who were falsely accused and the rep- and the uh and the, re- and, the uh, and the repercussions, I'm sorry, the ramifications of that said action. So but before I do that, let me go ahead and bring in my good friend, uh my homie uh from Columbus, Mississippi, Dr. my friend Phil Evans, how you doing, sir?
1: Doing well, my brother. Good, <laughs> good to see you.
0: Ready for today, Doc? I was ready for it. I knew you were doing well. How are you? <laughs> I love when you do that, man. Your voice is amazing, Doc. I I thought I had a pretty good voice, but if people hear your voice, they wouldn't want to hear me talk anymore.
1: Oh so. no, you you have a good one too, man.
0: I got a good voice. I appreciate that, man. So, how are you doing today?
1: Doing doing well. This is actually my last day of uh vacation, and I return to work on tomorrow. Okay. Uh, yeah. So just been here at the house taking care of some things so that um I can move forward with uh going back to the office.
0: Well, I appreciate you for taking time to come on and uh and talk to me for a few minutes. And like a and I know I I know I throw you out there a lot of times blind because we don't and y'all y'all gotta understand we don't really have many conversations before the show. So when he comes on, uh typically he's coming on uh blind and he's uh he's 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 responding off the cuff, so I appreciate him for that but listen y'all are too, a little too dormant for me tonight i got to ask y'all some questions and uh, and we'll get this thing going because do you all are you all familiar of situations where because let, 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 let me say let me let me say this let me say this doc and you and you can and doc you can back me up on this understand how powerful uh the familial structure is especially in the black family when there's when there's a two parent home uh, and how uh, how powerful that is because of what it produces. It produces solid children. I'm not saying that single mothers don't 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 don't. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm I'm telling you what the system has always tried to do to divide us as a family because they know that we are stronger together. And uh, and and if, and if that and if you want to really weaken the substructure take a parent out of the home and 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 that's what has been transpiring since the I mean since emancipation even in the days of slavery that was what was going on uh with i mean they wanted to divide the household they wanted to break a slave and then even after the emancipation proclamation with the Jim crow laws and all of the different things that have happened they've always done things to try their very best to divide our families right and so I was looking at this trend today, Dr. Evans, Mm -hmm. and 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 it kind of messed me up, man, because I started to look throughout history at how many black men have been falsely accused. I mean, we can start right here. We can start right here. Doc, I'm covering you up for a second. But right here, that's Emmett Till, right? Uh, Emmett Till, right there in the state. Didn't he come out of the state you came from, Doc?
1: Yes, sir. Uh, Well, the murder happened here in Mississippi
0: it can't be yeah, exactly the murder happened in that's a good point because he was from chicago can you imagine sending your child off to cut I me mean, off to spend to, for the summer to spend time with the family he gets down there uh well and and they told him you know they, they tried their best to tell him you know they tried to tell him but he ended up whistling at the little white girl at the grocery store or whatever at the gro at the grocery store and then uh she told the told the sheriff or told the wrong person whatever and and the rest is history you know uh they he, they ended up taking him out somewhere and they killed him they killed mm-hmm. him they killed him graveyard dead they killed right. that man they killed that family's child they killed emmett till let me show the picture one more time for those that i don't know um they killed him they killed him he was an african American boy who was abducted tortured and lynched in mississippi In 1955, at the age of 14, after being accused of offending a white woman, Carolyn Bryant, in her family's grocery store, they tried to tell him. I saw the movie. Now, I did. You know, of course, you know. I'm not sure how close the the movie was to the original story, but Doc, talk about that for a minute. How? How? how, I mean, he wasn't even guilty, right? I mean, I mean, I guess. Talk about that for me because that messes me up. I mean,
1: we, we still live here in America where uh, we do not find justice in our court system as others uh, have the privilege in finding. Um, another thing that we see is that we see the emasculation of, of Black men, which takes away their their male role within their communities, and, and one of the I guess the quickest ways of doing it is taking him from his community mm. by involving him in the court system. Absolutely. Uh, for, for Emmett Till and for Michael Irvin, uh, they yeah. never made it to the court system. Mm. Uh, and as, and as, uh, Michael Irvin said, you know, it took him back to a time in which a white female could make an accusation against a black male yeah. and, and, and others would take the law into their own hands. For Emmett Till, it was death. For for Michael Irvin, it was financial death and, yeah. and, and the killing of his reputation. Yes. Uh, because he was treated as though he was guilty and there was no evidence set forth. L- look at this. They had cameras uh, uh, to to capture the incident. They had two witnesses present. And the incident took place in a public area.
0: And fourthly, it lasted less than one minute. Less than a minute, and 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 that was enough for the NFL Network to react. Not only kick him out of the hotel, but to send him home. But but now they you, said they sent him home, Doc.
1: But now you can even look at that. What happened to Berger when he was charged with rape? Hmm. You know, so so again, uh, uh, we are treated differently uh, in in the court of law and also the court of public opinion. It yes, appears right. that we are we are condemned uh by the accusation and we have to prove
0: ourselves innocent. Exactly. Now watch this, doc. Let me, I'm gonna show a couple of other people. This this guy right here, this is Ronnie Long. Ronnie Long is from North was, is from North Carolina. Ronnie Long was freed from prison in North Carolina after having served for 44 years. Yes, man. 44 years of his life. I'm 51. Yes. That means I was seven years old when he, you know, you understand what I'm saying? This man spent 44 years in prison for a crime, and it was rape. (laughs) Somebody said he did something that he didn't do. And 44 years later, they find out. How do you give that back? But that's just one. Watch this. This gentleman right here, Leonard Mack. Leonard Mack was wrongly for uh, excuse me wrongly convicted of rape, two counts of criminal possession excuse me wrongly convicted of rape and two counts of criminal possession of a weapon. He spent 46 years behind bars for a crime he didn't commit. Wow it was 72 years. he was 72 years old before he was exonerated. That meant he went in prison when he was 26 years old. I'm 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 not the best at math. Help me out. 83 I mean, 46 years. Is that 1977? 1977.
1: I think so. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. 1977. Yeah. He's been in prison wrongly convicted of a rape and also was convicted of uh, of a uh, criminal possession of a weapon. And he has been in prison for 46 years before. But wrongly, falsely accused. Now, watch this stat right here, Doc. This stat right here says, a bombshell study in 2017 confirmed what black people had known to be true, that black people are more likely to be wrongly convicted of murder than people from any other group. To add insult to the injury of wrongful convictions, innocent black people waited years longer than the average time it took a white prisoner accused of the same crime to be exonerated. In other words, if the white person was wrongly convicted, he would be exonerated a whole lot faster than the black person who did. What kind of mess, what kind of system are we in?
1: uh we're in a system you know uh they say that justice is blind yeah uh, but we understand that it's it's blind to some things that some do but it appears that it's not blind to the color of one's skin
0: mm. and so if
1: we take the 44 years of Ronnie Long's life uh the 46 years of Leonard's Mac life those the, that time can never be recaptured or given back Never and also, we have to understand in some uh, states, you do not receive money for being falsely
0: accused. Isn't that something? So,
1: so after being exonerated, they they let you out uh, the front door of the front gate and without any assistance to
0: start a life for yourself after that's that right. many years. Yeah. And then and, and that's why the recidivism is so rated so high, because after all that time, you, you've you literally been institutionalized, right? <laughs> And once you've been institutionalized, how do you how do you become man? I, I got I got a I got a little dog now that uh that I that I kind of got by default. Hey, and if anybody wants to get, come on and jump on in the comment, I me mean, jump on and talk with Ray and I, I just put the link in the comment. If you come on, long as you stay on topic, we good. Now, if you start going in a whole other direction, I do know how to, the power of veto, and I will block. it. I'm joking. I, no, I'm not. I'm for real. But uh, but uh, no, if you want to come on, please come on. Let's talk about this. this is a good subject, but uh, but real talk it's uh, what was i saying before i got it before but oh no no i got this little dog right and the dog has not it's not used to being around other people it's not used to being around other dogs because it's not socialized so it's institutionalized used to be inside this little substructure or this little confined space right and so if people have been in prison for 30 40 years they don't know how to function I mean, in 1977 we didn't have cell phones no In 1977, did we even have ATM I don't even think we even had ATM machines back then. You know, it was a very different time. And you got a 72-year-old man coming out of prison right now. (laughs) You know, that's different.
1: Uh, Very very different. I mean, you have stayed in for at least two generations. So so children would be grown. Uh, Grandchildren would be born that you've never seen, possibly great-grandchildren and here you uh come back to a world that you no longer recognize and 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 the caveat is that the person was innocent all the time
0: all the time
1: and uh, and we must work to change our our judicial system because you know there was a, there was one governor his last action uh was to put a stay on all uh uh death sentences yeah now he did it on his way out because he knew that politically that would kill his career.
0: Mm-hmm. So he
1: did it on his last day. He was not running for re-election, but but who knows how many lives he saved just by doing that of innocent people who were yeah. incarcerated.
0: Yeah. I mean, and, and and that's and you know what, and and you know what, I started. I, I did some more research. And thank, you know, shout out to my homegirl. She uh my statistician. She uh she she helps me get the my notes and stuff together, right? Uh so shout out to her. Um uh I appreciate you. Uh she knows who she is. But uh but uh, I, I did some research and I started to see a pattern. And I didn't really see the pattern when I first started doing the, when I when when the topic came of Michael Irvin. Cause like I said, for y'all that just came in, Michael Irvin, the show has really started with Michael Irvin being vindicated. He was able to sue. Marriott for $100 million for being falsely accused by a white woman that said he sexually harassed her. Well, the camera showed that he didn't. Yes. But thankfully, he was one that was able to overcome and prove his innocence, but so many weren't able to prove their innocence, right? And, and I've and already Jay, shown... Go ahead, I'm sorry.
1: He was one who had the resources to fight the
0: battle. Go, oh, now, now you... I was going to get into that in a minute, but you, okay, go ahead and okay, talk, okay. talk about that. Talk about that resources thing. I, you're have, around that.
1: I have talked with many, many families and and the issue has been, we know that the treatment was unfair, wrong, illegal, but then when it comes to legal actions, uh, they don't have the resources to fight in the court of law. So right. sometimes the battle ends right there. I know individuals who have been assaulted, uh, beaten, but did not have the resources to, to, to bring the issue to court. Um, and it kills everything right there, but it leaves a person harboring uh, trauma and sometimes rage and anger. So so having the mindset to 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 not break the law because you have been violated is something that we often talk people or or tell people that, that they must do.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. And and let and let me let me say this. And, and I've always said it. My dad told me something. I re- I was trying to get him on the show tonight. But my dad told me when I was 15 years old that one day the black male would become extinct. Wow. And it blew my mind because I thought of, you know, the bald eagle extinct, the duckbill platypus extinct, you know, but a human being. And then so he went on to unpack that. And we talked about it recently. He said uh, he said that uh, we would become extinct through the prison system, uh, through being on drugs, through homosexuality. Uh, he, you know, he went through a whole spiel of, of everything that it would take to make us become extinct. Right. And the biggest thing that got me was a prison system. And I was talking to one of my mentors, one of my college professors. And she was she got on me to remind me of my vision, you know, my, uh, what I was really working on. She's like, well, that was your passion. But part of my passion was to, to stop the pipeline from pre-K to prison. Because if you look throughout school, most schools look like prisons. You know, if you if uh, you look at the structure, it's 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 almost like prison. You know what I mean? It's, it's like some it's like a certain segment of society is being prepared, you know, that they're going to go to prison. I mean, even you know especially when prisons became privatized in the late 80s early 90s you know when they when prisons showed up on the stock exchange right and every if a privatized prison is on the stock exchange its purpose is to make money right. and every business every for profit business has a target audience and the target audience for uh for privatized prisons when they first started was young black men. If you read the book by Michelle Alexander about the called the new Jim Crow, you'll read how they warehoused a lot of young black men between the ages of 17 and 23. When they came out of high school, if they didn't have anywhere to go, if they weren't going to the military, if they weren't going to college, they were going to try to find somebody. So they made crack cocaine very enticing. It was a way they could make a lot of money and do it fast and cripple their communities at the same time. So I'm looking at this pattern today, Ray, and I start seeing all of these young men that have been falsely accused, like Jesse Johnson in 2004 in um, Detroit, Michigan, was found guilty of aggravated assault and sentenced to death for a 1998 crime that he didn't commit. He spent 25 years behind yeah. bars, 17 which were on death row, finally set free after prosecutors decided not to retry his case, which was overturned by, in 2021 by Oregon Court of Appeals. They, found, they couldn't find any DNA. And watch this story. Watch this story. The policeman said, that because it was a black woman that he allegedly stabbed. A neighbor, a white neighbor, said she saw a white man leaving the house. She told the police this. Guess what the police said? No, a black man is going to be convicted for killing a black woman. (laughs) Yeah. In Oregon. So Jesse Johnson spends 25 years behind bars 17 of which on death row before they finally he kept appealing, appealing, and then they finally just decided after 25 years not to retry his case. Mm. That's just Jesse Johnson. What about Kenneth Nixon? Kenneth Nixon was 18, 19 years old. I said I said Detroit, for Jesse Johnson, but it was Oregon. But Kenneth Nixon was in Detroit, 18, 19 years old, given a given life without a parole for a crime he didn't commit. Yes. They said he went and threw a Molotov cocktail in a house that killed a 10-year-old boy. And the reason they came up with that solution was because it was his ex-girlfriend's house. He, he had nothing to do with it. He was across town. They said he smelled like gas. Guess why he smelled like gas? Wow. He was a tow truck, tow truck driver. <laughs> but because some prosecutor or some police officer got you in their sights, now you're fighting to prove your innocence. How does that work?
1: Well, and and if you talk about reform, one of the things that would have to be put on the table is or uh, are consequences for those who knowingly lie yeah. and give false yeah. statements, give false yeah. evidence from attorneys who will hide evidence to uh, police officers who will plant evidence and make false statements to other witnesses that will say, uh, that's the person in the lineup, and really have have no idea. Uh, that is also the reason that we have to support groups like the Innocence Project. Yeah, there you go. That's uh, hear that. Uh, okay. that that type of work has to be a concentration. It can't be a part of anything, but has to be a a concentration in itself because the need is so great.
0: Gotcha. And I want to talk about. I want to unpack that some more. But give, let me talk about a couple of more people. I got Tyrone Tyrone Day. Tyrone Day in Dallas County, uh, he was 19 years old. Notice what I said, 17 to 23. 19 years old when he was falsely accused and convicted of rape. Mm. spent 26 years in prison until the Dallas County District Attorney's Office Conviction Integrity Unit. They did some DNA testing and discovered that he wasn't there. Wow. they discovered, The DNA discovered that he wasn't at the scene of the report, uh, reported assault, and it confirmed that two alternate suspects were at the scene. It also revealed that the woman who reported the sexual assault hadn't actually seen Mr. Day's face when she identified him as one of her attackers. Wow. Instead, she identified him from a far distance based only on a hat, which she said resembled one worn by one of her assailants. Wow. Just because she looked across a dark room, yes, saw a man with a similar hat. <laughs> she said that must be him. And this man lost 26 years of his life. He was 19 years old though. Yes. He was yes. 19.
1: But now okay? with mistaken identity. Uh, uh, just think of a fair skinned, black bald man with a gray beard. How many of us are on the face of the earth uh so if I go to a grocery yeah. store or a gas station
0: you gonna see somebody and, like that
1: and no one sees me or no or, or if I can't give an account of where I am for an hour and yeah. there's a crime committed by a bald man with a
0: gray beard
1: then I be will angry. be I will be guilty.
0: Yeah. 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 Hey y'all talk to me in, in in the chat. Thank you. Uh, a- Avery said it's a corrupt system. Uh Jacqueline Olea yeah. w- Waka Poindexter. I hope I said that right. Uh, She said that part, the resources, what Dr. Evans was talking about, we lack the resources. Uh, I got the um, I got the link in there for anybody else that wants to join the conversation. I'd love to have you be a part of the conversation. Uh, But if you haven't liked this video, if you haven't shared it, will you please? Like I said, that gets the algorithm going and that gets other people to be a part of the conversation. So I talked about Jesse Johnson. I've talked about Kenneth Nixon. I've also talked about Tyrone Day. But then there's another gentleman by the name of Tyrone, excuse me, by the name of David Wright in Chicago. Guess what? He served 28 years for a crime he didn't commit. He's 46 years old now and was accused of killing two men in the Englewood neighborhood in Chicago when he was 17. According to David Owens, Wright's attorney, officers involved in Wright's uh, arrest allegedly coerced him into a confession. They kept him in the room for 14 and a half hours, told him if he signed a confession, he would go home. He didn't go home for 28 years. But do me a favor. He was 17. What I just tell you, 17 to 23 was a target audience. Yeah. Sidney Holmes in Florida spent more than 34 years of a 400-year prison sentence for participating in an armed robbery he never was involved in. Check out how his story worked out. I want to, he's 57 now, but I want to read how the story happened. I want you all to see this. Mr. Holmes was convicted and sentenced to 400 years in prison for the 1988 armed robbery of two patrons at a Broward County gas station. Mr. Holmes became a suspect through a strange set of circumstances. One of the victims described the perpetrator's vehicle as a brown, here you go, like you said, as a brown Oldsmobile cutlass with a tan top and a hole in the trunk. The victim's brother, who heard this description, believed that he was robbed early in the day by the same perpetrators driving the same vehicle. Then, weeks later, the victim's brother saw a brown cutlass while driving and provided the license plate number to authorities. This vehicle was registered to Mr. Holmes. Although Mr. Holmes' vehicle had key differences from the perpetrator's vehicle, and he had a solid alibi multiple family members. Who spent the day with him as a Father's Day, excuse me, at a Father's Day celebration? He still became the suspect due to this citizen's investigation. Citizen's investigation. Citizen's investigation. Mister Holmes was identified by one of the victims in a second photo lineup, despite not being identified in an initial photo in an initial photo lineup that also contained his photo. There was no physical. Or or scientific evidence, mm. nor any corroborating witnesses linking Mr. Holmes to the crime. Anyway, he ends up getting 30 serving 34 years of his life. He mm. went in when he was 23 years old. Wow. <laughs> Everyone I just told, and that's just a couple. Like my statistician sent me, I mean, she's still sending me stuff right now. This this list was longer than this. And these gentlemen are going in spending 25, 30, 44, 46 years yes. of their life. I'm 51. Yes. I am 51 years old. Mr. Leonard Mack spent 46 years in a state penitentiary having to survive, having I'm sure to deal with violence because he's a is a rape. Mr. Day had go through this thing. He signs a confession thinking he's going home. He ends up having, getting out, got to register as a sex offender. Because somebody decided that they felt like, or they lied, just like my, just like Mr. Till. And this happened in 1955 with Emmett Till. 14-year-old boy who didn't get to live out live to his days because somebody decided, that his life wasn't worth it. And here it is, because this is the paradigm shift that I was trying to go to, because the target audience on somebody's balance sheet were black and brown people that looked like me. Thankfully, I had a daddy in my life that had the means and the wherewithal and, and provided the guidance so that I would go to college and, you know, at least get a good little education. You know, I didn't finish college the first time. You know, I got I got out. Man, I dropped out and got in the car business, and I ended up going back. I got a master's degree now, you know. But I went through all those different things, right? But thankfully, I had a daddy in my life to teach me consequences, right? But he tells me now, because he works in the school system, well, he used to work in the school system prior to his heart attack, and he told me about how the young men down there, they're not afraid to go to prison. They said they got family members down there they're not afraid. So since this happens far too often, doc, and you're a pastor. Mm-hmm. You're a pastor in your in the spiritual sense, but in the secular sense, you're dealing with com- uh, with counseling and you you recognize trauma and you recognize, you know, triggers and all of these things. What are we going to do about it? Go I mean, hold on, let it be rhetorical for a hot second. What 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 are we going what are we going what are we going to do about it because the Jews have organizations like the Anti-Defamation League. You mess around, you know, Kyrie Irving just shared a video. And all of a sudden, he's kicked out out of the league. I mean, I mean, he's can't play and all this stuff. And, you know, the Jews are standing up. And he ain't said nothing negative about nobody. He just made an implication by sharing a video. Kanye said what he said. And the, and the, and the Anti-Defamation League, Jews, they stand up for it. But black people have been the victims of atrocities by, of racism y'all y'all negroes can keep y'all can miss me on trying to say that black people can be racist because if you don't understand the definition of racism do a little more research because there's a there's a distinct difference between racism and prejudice now i can be prejudiced and not like you but when we start talking about power structure that's what racism is that's when a when when one race can uh, oppress another race if you can't oppress another race then you can't be a racist i'm I mean, it just don't happen like that so and, and until we figure out how, cause you know what they've done is they've been masterful in dividing us because yeah. now when we see another black person do something wrong, well, he must've did this or we become so insensitive. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm choosing sides. <laughs> right, wrong, and indifferent. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm if, 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 if I got to choose, I'm choosing, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm I'm just I'm, I got favor. So here the question is, again, Doc, you've had time to think about it. I see you taking your little notes. What? <laughs> he's so detail, detailed. What are we going to do? In the, um, at, least, at least during the movement they organized. Yes, yes. At least they had funds to get people out of jail when they protested. Uh huh. What are we going to do? Talk to me.
1: Well, now here are just some things off the top of my head. Number one, parenting. Okay. The, okay. the idea that you have to have a foundation a foundation to even believe or know that you have certain rights, to know that you are a person of equal value. And and I think those things are instilled in children from the home. So we have to just, just the, the idea that, that what's wrong and right, I don't have a, there's no right time to be mistreated and for our young black children to understand that. Not to the point where they curse out adults or take things into their own hands, but they come back to that family and they report how the violation occurred. So, so I think parenting. Um, okay. uh, another thing would be to have some type of, of anti misproportion uh, uh, league or something for us. Uh, and, and I know that there, there may be a legal arm of the NAACP and other organizations. But somehow that needs to be unified to be more active uh, or or we need to 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 financially support those who stand with uh, persons of color when there is injustice. Mm. Uh, You you remember what Al Sharpton is doing. uh, What 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 is the what is the other attorney? Ben Crump. Ben Crump. Uh, They're not they're not asking the families for money. They're just showing up.
0: And, and and you know what and and this is the thing I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but when Sharpton shows up, uh, I hope I spell disproportionate right uh when sharpton when Sharpton shows up or when crump crump shows up, what makes me mad is when Buppy Negroes that finally realized that they're not white because they get exposed to yeah. they uh they finally get woke, I forgot the new term they call it when they realize uh then. Cause they talk about Al Sharpton and Ben Crump, you're yeah. like dogs. Yeah.
1: Yes, but yes. they're
0: not showing up.
1: No, 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 and 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 I have plenty of white associates who still talk about uh, Reverend Sharpton as though uh, he is some some ill uh, to society. And this is what I shared with one white friend. I say, if my son runs into a situation which in which he's treated unfairly by police, I will contact Al Sharpton. Because these things go under the radar unless you have someone who will bring in news stations, newspapers to report the incident, because if not, th- their their name is never heard. Yeah, so sure. so so we have to support those brothers who are working for our communities and and understand that they're doing a good work. Uh, another thing we have to do, I think the black church has an obligation. OK. And I know that there are some pastors who said, Look, I don't get involved in in social or political issues, but I say, shame on you. Mm. Because I don't think there's an area of life uh, where Christ is not involved. And if Christ is not involved, then 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 there's not an area of life where the church should not be involved. Mm. Uh, and okay. we have to minister to the whole man. And sometimes that is financially supporting. Individuals when they need uh, uh, attorneys and gotcha, and, gotcha. and and assisting them with legal fees. Mm-hmm. Now now again we have to hear the story. You know we have to know what's going on. But at the same time, when we have injustice, I think the church ought to respond to that.
0: And and let, let's unpack what you just said. You said we have to know the story. We have to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Even and but you know what? And sometimes even in knowing the story and knowing what's going on, uh, even when a person's wrong. You got to keep them from being just dis- keep the sentence from being disproportionate. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, yes. I've yes, seen somebody yes. be guilty and they deserve time, but they right. didn't. You know, but but who? But when it, I, I think it was said that when crack cocaine came out, crack crack, had, crack, cocaine came out. It had a very minimal amount of cocaine in it, but it, it required a mandatory 10 year sentence. But yes. people that were getting uh, powder. Really. We know we're getting very, very, you know, they, they were getting treatment. They weren't even getting yeah. sentences. Right. Well, well now what,
1: what I was referring to, we need to we need to understand the laws as they are. Gotcha. I mean, when you have a young 15 year old with a gun in hand, that will be mandatory time. Yes. And Absolutely. there is nothing no, no one can do to change that because the law is as it is. So yeah. at the same time, you have to teach our young men, look. You cannot go out here wielding a gun like everyone else and exactly. think there won't be great consequences. So part of that goes back to the education, from the parenting, from the church to the schoolhouse. All of those should be teaching our children what they need to live and not absolutely, die. absolutely.
0: And I, pre- I appreciate that. I appreciate every aspect of what you just said because uh, that whole disproportionate piece. We, if if we had, and I like I like this one right here the best, anti disproportionate league for black people because we have enough black millionaires. Uh, you know, we got billionaires now. We got millionaires and billionaires, right? And uh, and they'll never be able to spend a portion, I mean, yeah. a, a fraction of that money in this lifetime, yeah. right? And I, I've always said, if you want, if you want to, if you want to really change communities, then millionaires need to move back to the hood, you know, and, and bring their tax dollars back to the hood so that pricing will go up and we'll get better textbooks and we'll get better policing and, you know, and all the redlining and all those things would be, you know, at a minimum because now you got people with influence back yeah. in the hood starting to change those situations. Right. And so if we did that, then we would be able to start creating these anti-disproportionate leagues like the anti-defamation league. I-, I mean, because go ahead. You're going to say something. Go ahead. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. We, we, uh, uh, brother James, we have to be careful with that. Okay. Um. Uh. We have to. There has to be some level of of, I guess, security, if we're going to encourage someone to go back into a neighborhood where everybody's oh,
0: no trying to leave. So, oh, no, so, but 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 listen, but, but listen to what I said, hold on, I mean, I'm not cutting you off. You said some level uh-huh. of security, but the thing is, is if hypothetical, mean, hypothetically, if LeBron brings his billion dollar salary back to Accra, his tax uh-huh. dollars come with him, right? Mm-hmm. So yes. if the, the, the reason why we're not as effective in in, in in politics, because we can vote our butts off, but mm-hmm. we're not effective is because we don't have any money. The well, money is what the money is what influences politics. They let yes. us vote it out and let us fight yes. it out while they're in the back room cutting deals, you mm-hmm. know, to decide what's going to happen in our communities. Right.
1: I understand that. But now here's here's what used to happen. We were better able to organize when we had very little money.
0: Oh, I agree, no doubt. You, no know, doubt. So, no so, doubt.
1: you know, so so you so there's a lot of there's a lot of unique things there, and and the reason I, I say that I guess it's still fresh on my mind. Uh, young Dolph and and um, uh, uh, man, what what's the guy out in Los Angeles who was killed? Had the shopping uh, Nipsey center. Nipsey Nipsey yeah Nipsey, Nipsey Hustle. So 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 you're looking at those who those who attempt to do it, who lives are taken versus sometimes putting your your resources in place uh, in order to even get some communities uh, approachable uh, because things are so chaotic there. So so so, you know, we we don't uh, you know, I would not want to live in certain neighborhoods and I couldn't ask another brother or sister to live there just because of the truth of what's going on there. There's now, a lot
0: of said, good. And you're right. I mean, certain neighborhoods, I mean, but yeah. I, and I'm, and I'm yeah. not saying all neighborhoods, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm not saying that we it. need to go move to Cabrini green where Cabrini green is not around anymore in Chicago, but I'm saying somewhere close, you know, and, 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 okay. and, and, you know, in a zip code and, and then, and then, and then, and then typically you, you know, I, I, I part of my degree, my under, undergraduate track was community and international economic development. and mm-hmm. And we talk about, you know, in order to develop a community, you know, first of all, before people know how much before people know how care, how much, you know, they need to know how much you care. Right. Yeah. And so right. one of the one of the most effective ways of, of uh, community development, I think it's the second or third step is relocation. That's why Father flagger in Chicago lives among the people that uh that he ministers to. Right. He lives yeah. among those individuals. And he's always yeah. done that uh, because when they see you now, this is the problem, I think. Uh. Because it, it happened up in uh, Roxbury. I think it was Roxbury, uh, what was it, in Massachusetts, when the, when the outside entities came in and tried to change a community uh, without involving the community in that change, right? And yeah. they were so in a, ineffective in being able to do so. So I'm, totally I'm, not, I'm, I'm saying totally choose just any community to move into. You right. need to have a vested interest in that community, family, you know, knowing people in that community. And mm-hmm. then the resources allow us to do what we couldn't do. The movement was great. But it became even greater when white folk and the news got involved in it, right? Because well, they started to put the light on some stuff that wasn't being seen at first.
1: Mm-hmm. And, look, and look to see what, uh, what um, uh, Magic Johnson have, has been able to do with his uh, movie theaters in neighborhoods where others purposely try to avoid. So, yeah, so yeah. It, can, it can be done. It um, can be done. It just takes someone with the vision and the resources to get it done absolutely uh, some, sometimes there's vision and sometimes uh, well usually there's resources are the most is is the most critical piece to come up with um, go ahead i'm sorry uh, well, well, well you know that that is how important resources are across the board from from the justice system to 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 uh revitalizing communities financially resources is you know uh,
0: uh you know the key you got gotcha. you well at the end of the day here this is what we got this is what we got because i only named uh four or five five or six gentlemen six or seven gentlemen right yeah. and it's way more than the gentlemen that i named right of course and and those are the ones that aren't guilty now there are some that are guilty and they've been yeah. in prison for i've been out of high school now for 33 years Mm-hmm. I know friends that went to high school, uh, people, I, I'm not going to say friends, but people I went to high school with that have been in prison almost since the time we got out of high school, 30 some odd years. Right. They've uh, wow. been institutionalized. Uh, they have uh, were a victim of the system. We can call it whatever we want to call it. We can call it whatever we want to call it. But at the end of the day, somebody's father, somebody's son, somebody's grandfather, somebody's nephew, somebody's uncle, somebody's boyfriend, somebody's husband has been taken out of society. Mm -hmm. and 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 it's okay i get it for the ones who are guilty they mean you know Mm -hmm. if if you you do the crime old saying is you do the time right but Mm -hmm. for those that aren't and for those that we killed in the court of public opinion you know what i'm saying the ones that that really weren't (laughs) guilty or we didn't know if they were guilty but we automatically just assumed that they were guilty right right we got what, what what are we gonna do because we now we're in this position that we're in. Doc, it's so scary right now that people don't even want relationships because they've been so socialized without having them. They've not mm. seen mama with her husband. They've not seen grandmama with her husband. Uh, they've seen unbalanced relationships and uh, they've raised their children on their own for the last mm. 25, 30 years. So, they, so they've been so desensitized. And a lot of the ones that could have been their better half unfortunately was were robbed and stolen from society and 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 you and i we've you know we've looked at it. first samuel 30 we talked about it when mm-hmm. when when david and the men were gone that's when the amalekites came in and burned up the city
1: yes yes
0: because the city yes. was uncovered
1: and it's it still destroyed. it is still that way for so many segments of our communities and which they're they're they are not they're they're not viable um men who are given back to their society and it hurts mm, the right. whole community.
0: Hurts the whole community.
1: Um uh and there is and, and 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 here's what we have to understand as 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 people of color. We have to understand the value of the man. Yeah. And I don't think as a whole we have really understood that. Um uh we have not uh you know I know they say that there are some African nations in which the women rule or, you know, but but now here we live in a society that was, you know, on the structure that was there where, where men lead. So what happens when, when men are no longer there, Mm. you know, sometimes that, that intelligent, strong woman uh, pushes forward. And she does a wonderful job with, with children, with educating her children, providing, but, but that's not the story for the majority. The majority of people, children are left in, 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 uh, uh, less than conditions with a deficit with money a deficit with food a deficit with a sense of community and that deficit then continues for generations yeah uh, so somehow we have to find a way to stop you know you know the
0: bleeding yeah, yeah. it's sad it, it's really it, it, we're in a sad situation and like i said we, we got to figure it out and And let me say this, but Stu nation, those that are listening, I appreciate you all for stepping in tonight. I know I know it's not one of those conversations where we're going to have a whole lot of chatter. I know y'all enjoy those when men and women go back and forth and we, you know we do all that kind of stuff, you know, and, and that's fine, but we, sometimes I, I gotta, we got to sh- look at us where we are right now, and this is where we are. We're in a very bad state, and, uh, and we become so desensitized to it. That, that, that's my problem. You know, uh, that's that's my issue. When we become so decent, when we can see genocide literally happening in our society, I mean, y'all don't realize how many, if you don't see somebody for a few weeks or a few, a couple of years, whatever, they probably in jail. Wow. They've they probably been taken out of society. they probably been taken out of society. So if you would, um, uh, man, so we got to figure out how, I mean, you got to start, we got to start the process of stopping this mentality before they get it. Do y'all not realize that these schools are not playing with these kids? We, yeah, They got resource officers in school. And they will put your child in handcuffs if they mess up in that school. For real, for real. Five, six-year-olds, they act out in the school. They're putting them in handcuffs. They're preparing them. I remember my little nephew one time, they took him down to juvie he wasn't eight, nine, he wasn't six, seven, eight years old. Mm. They're not playing with your children. They're preparing them for prison. They're worth more money in jail than they are on the streets. Wow. They, they pay money per head. If they're in a federal prison, they, if they're not making, paying tax dollars on the street, all this. Let me tell you this, and I'm, and I'm about to get out of here because I want to keep this in under an hour. But let me tell you this. Slavery never died. <laughs> Slavery remanifested itself. Right. That's all it did. Slavery never died. Chattel slavery never died. It went to indentured servitude. Then it went to Jim, Craig, Jim Crow because they came up with the vagrancy laws. If you didn't have a job, they'll put you in jail. And if you were in jail, they'll come and lease you out and put you on somebody's plantation anyway. And now, guess what? The privatized prison system, the corporations have turned a lot of those men in prison into slaves because they're in there working for pennies on the dollar. And guess what? Somebody's getting paid on it. That's why people are getting falsely accused. Because guess what? If they got 20 years out of uh, out of somebody and they're putting 30, 35 thousand dollars ahead on them jokers, what's that? Six hundred thousand dollars they got out of somebody's life. That man was in prison for 46 years. And if it costs twenty five dollars or $30,000 a year to incarcerate him for 46 years, that's about $138,000. No, no, that's way more. And that's $1.3 million. Oh, my gosh. For real? But we're not standing up. But Molech is coming and telling us. The children of Molech are coming and taking our children and burning them up in our very eyes. I just yeah. said something. Y'all have to look that up. They're coming and taking our children and burning them up in our very eyes. See. Because guess what? When they go to prison, you go too. Because you got to visit them. Yeah, You got to keep money on their books. And I've seen women now that are, have resorted to having relationships with people that are in prison. That's how bad society has gotten. Hmm. Doc, they said it like this. Done got laid in the evening. Something like yeah.
1: that. Yes. yes, it has.
0: And the sun. It's going and we, and, we,
1: and we need to be mindful that, that you know, time is winding up. Mm. Um, if we're going to do something to contribute to our society, we have to do it now. And what we can do is make a difference wherever we are. Uh, let our voices be heard, stand up for truth. And, uh, and, and, and when we have those who are falsely accused, well, when we have those who are just accused, to, to allow the system to prove their guilt yes. instead of assuming
0: that someone is guilty just because of the accusation. Yes, uh, Doc. That's that's a good place to close. Thank you, everybody for uh, for tuning in tonight. Uh, I appreciate you guys. I really do. Uh, doc, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Always you on. you always uh, uh, hey, look what you said. Lakeisha Reynolds said that... Uh, Privatized prisons make up three hundred seven can make up three hundred and seventy four million dollars per year, according to statistics.com Wow! And you think people more work more money on the street, and you ain't paying no taxes? Man. Yeah, right. Yeah, y'all go back and listen to this if you if you didn't hear the whole thing. You got some good nuggets in here. Um, thank you, Doctor Evans. I appreciate you, for you, every time you You always come through for me every time. I appreciate you uh, all. You all that are listening, share this thread. Y'all don't have to listen to it now. You can listen to it again later. These are some—it's real things, real issues, and we gotta make it. We gotta make it. So I'm out, as i always tell you. The world is—oh, ch- no, hold on, I'm, I'm, hold on, hold on. I'm working on a couple of things, and I'm, I'm hoping to share some ideas with you all soon. I'm hoping to share some things with you all soon. So, thank uh, you for who was that? Orlando? Hey, Orlando. Thank you for. Uh, I got y'all. gotta let me know y'all are there. If I talk to you. all know y'all are there. I talk to y'all during the show, and that make me talk a little bit, and then I can get some more interaction on these uh, comments. But I appreciate you all. But we're out of here, for real. As I always say, the world is changing. But my question for you is, why do you remain the same? Y'all have a good night, and we'll catch you on The Rebound next Monday night. I might come on later in the week. We know. Who knows? But good night.